G'day everyone and welcome to Talking Luft. I've got a great episode for you this week. I'm talking with Huama Garate. And you would already know that if you'd heard the episode I recorded with Huama over on the Cycling Podcast, a fantastic episode. He's my sports director at EF. And what I love about Huama is his connection with the riders. And that's what we talk about. Before Huama was a DS, he was actually a pro for 15 years. So that's what I want to talk to him about on Talking Luft. He was back in the era of Luft. If you haven't heard some of the episodes I've been recording, for whatever reason, you weren't able to find them, get across to the Cycling Podcast and listen to some of the previous episodes that I'm doing there. Last, last episode I did was talking about the Tour de France. Before that, I was talking with my manager, J- Jonathan Vorders, you know, and then we did this great episode when I was on the road in Italy. There's a heap of episodes there I've been recording this year. If you are struggling to find those episodes, you can also go across to our website, lifeinthepeloton.com, where both Talking Luft and the longer episodes that I've been recording and releasing on the Cycling Podcast are there. While you're over at lifeinthepeloton.com, be sure to subscribe to Life in the Peloton so you receive the emails with each episode coming up. You can also hear about when the release of the caps are going to be coming. The special Talking Luft caps that sold out, there's more coming. And if you are a subscriber, you're going to get the first email once the caps are released. I'm looking at hopefully the end of next week that the caps are going to be here. They've been produced. They're getting shipped from Italy as we speak. So if you subscribe over at the website, you're going to be first to hear about it, first to get that order in, and hopefully you won't miss out this time. Guys, I'm going to bring the episode now. So sit back and enjoy. Just recorded the big boy. Now we're back on. Wama's been with me for an hour, so this is talking Luft, and we'll get straight into it. Oh, now I'm scared. No, no, these are just questions. Very easy. He doesn't know anything about talking Luft, so this is good. This is all about style, cycling style, and what you do as a rider or used to do as a rider. So, caskets, cycling hats. How do you wear yours, or how did you wear yours? Did you wear yours with the with the brim down, with the brim up? Did you wear it backwards? Brim down only when it was raining. Ah, what yes. about going to the podium? Uh, I had it to have it up. Yeah, really. Always down. Down. What about backwards? No way. No. No. Alright, <laughs> brim down. Next one. But, come yeah. on, no way. No, I'm lying. I have some pictures with that one on the titties. Ah. <laughs> I had it back. Well, that's my next question. And you probably you did race in the time with no helmets. Yes. If you could have raced in the time with no helmets, or when you race in time with no helmets, how did you wear? Did you wear a hat? Did you just go with your hair? Did you have a headband? I, I remember sometimes riding without helmet and asking my teammate, a sprinter, "Do you want to do the sprint today?" Mm, I'm not sure. Come on, man, we are gonna do it. Okay, let's go to the car and pick up the helmets. And I, I went to the car and I picked up a couple of helmets, his helmet and mine, and we went into the, into the front of the peloton fighting because we thought that with the helmet we were like yeah, super, super heroes. <laughs> so you were doing the lead-outs in the early part of your career? I like it. Yeah? Yeah, I, I was not scared until I have the first kit. <laughs> 60, 65 kilo doing the big sprints? 
not sprinting, but positioning and fighting and until uh, this is funny. I need to say that, Mike Mitch. Uh, one day we were uh, Saeco was doing the lead out for Cipollini, and I was beside the train of Saeco, and oh I was a three k's to go, and I had the two teammates behind me, and I, I, I was Cipollini looking at me, and he said, mm, "Garate, basta. That's <laughs> that's uh, Garate. This is enough." And because maybe he saw me that I was at the limit, you know. Yeah. And I like, he would have said it really calm because he wasn't even close to his limit. Just yeah, yeah, exactly. Garate, basta. And I just moved to the left and disappeared. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. So, when you weren't getting the helmets, what were you wearing in the race? Just a hat, or were you wearing a, a, a just a headband, or were you just nothing? Nothing. Nothing. Just hair. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, I started always with a hat, and then uh, I, at the end I was without. Just I don't know why. It off. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> What's your favorite race? Oh, let's say Giro. Nice, I like it. Do you like crosswinds or mountains? I can say both. Oh, yeah? Yeah, even with my 65 kilo, as you said, or even less. I I did really nice stages with the crosswinds, really nice ones, uh, and I really like it. Oh, nice. What is your hardest or favorite training session? Oh my God. Maybe not favorite, but what was just like you think about it now, back in the day? We were, when, when I was a rider, I was training much less than you now, guys. Uh, hardest season. I mean, wow. Maybe when you when I, when you, when I had to do two on the same day, oh, yeah. like maybe three hours in the morning and three hours in the afternoon, okay. something like that was was really hard. Did you prefer training or racing? Racing. Racing. What's your favorite drink? Like ah, yeah. Water. Your, water. I think so. Yes. You're not. You're not a alcohol man? Yes, I like the wine, I like the beers a lot, and I drink too much beer. Ah, what beer? Um, d- double Malta. Double Malta? Yeah, Ipa. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we have a really nice IPA, one in... that is. Yeah. Now we have a really nice one in Pais Vasco, and where I live is made in Irun, where I am from, and a really good one. What about the Chocolai? Ah, chocolate, <laughs> good. What about the red chocolate? That's yeah, pretty rare. Yeah, yeah, and the sidra. Oh, yeah, sidra. Uh, yeah, sidra. Uh, Mate, yeah. you've got a big list here. I said, what's your favorite? Not everything. Water. Okay, no, water, I mean, when I'm thirsty, is the water. Sparkling? Normal. Normal. But this is strange, because at home, I never drink sparkling water. And at the races, I only drink sparkling water. Because it's, it's free. Yeah. <laughs> this is <Yeah>. cheaper. <laughs> now let's say the. I mean, I I like the beer, but if I must to say favorite drink, favorite drink when I'm thirsty is the water. Nice, I like it. Mm. Did you used to stop for coffee on your rides? Yes. And when you stopped, if you got something to eat, would it be something sweet or would it be something savory? Salty. Salty. What a pocadillo. A tortilla de patata. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Just or a piece of that or in a sandwich? Just a piece. Oh. With forquette and yeah. a piece of bread. Or uh, jamón serrano or a pincho, you yeah. know, and a, and a snack with uh, 
ham, serrano ham, yeah. Spanish ham, the good one, Iberico, you know yes. one? Yeah, that absolutely. one? Of, for sure, of course you know it. <laughs> that one, salty. Uh, yeah. Nice. What coffee would you get? Or what coffee do you drink? Do you drink cappuccinos? Do you espresso? Espresso without sugar. Straight from the morning? Yeah. Straight up in the morning, espresso? Yeah. Wow, didn't expect that. <laughs> no milk? Nothing. Did you like to train with a group or alone? To train alone. To ride with a group. Okay. When I have a long ride, I like to go with a group. Then when I, ha- when I had to do the exercises, I go my, by my own. Hmm, nice. What is your favorite training route? Like the, the one and only route that you go, you know what, this is the best route for you? Uh, Jaiskibel. What's that? Uh, San Sebastian Classic, the biggest climb is uh, Jaiskibel in País Vasco, okay. where I live. It's a climb that, I mean, the climb is uh, 8.9 kilometers long. And from my house to the top is 10 kilometers. So that means that I live at one kilometer from the bottom. Okay. <laughs> so which is, is nice. I mean... So uh, you just... And there is a loop you do from there? Or you yeah, always it is. include that? No, no, no. I, ne- I mean, it's not that I always do it. Because it's nine kilometers up here. Yeah. Especially now. <laughs> Especially now. What's the percentage? Uh, about eight, seven and a half, something like that. Average? Average. Yeah, right. It's a yeah. decent climb. Is it? It is. Okay. You never did that. I'm going to bring you to San Sebastian. Sebastian. I would love to do San Sebastian. Yeah. Ask Mike. He loves it. Yeah, I can help him to the first one. And Perfect. <laughs> now they put it two times, so it's, it's coming too early, Mitch. <laughs> How early? Uh, earlier than halfway. The race is 220. Probably after 100 kilometers, you are at the bottom. I could get over but you, yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm going to motivate you. Yeah, great. <laughs> All right, what was your favorite cheat meal or celebration food? Something you just holding off the whole before the Giro, say you finish the Giro, you go, you know what, I'm going to have... Tortilla de patata. Really? Yes, at home with a green salad. Huh, homemade. Just, yes, Does your wife make a good one? And I I do it too. Oh, you make it. She does, but I I do it too. What's your recipe? How many eggs? Uh, so now with three kids, I do it with uh, seven, eight eggs. Depends uh, how the size of the eggs. And so you cook, seven, eight. You boil the potatoes before, then put them in the pan. Yes. So you put the potatoes with oil. It's a frit potato. Then you take out the oil, and you put the potatoes into the eggs. I mean, the eggs are mixed already, and then you with salt. Then you put the potatoes in, you mix everything, and then you put again into the, how do you call that? Fry pan. Fry? Fry pan. Fry pan, okay. With just a little bit oil, and that's it. And then you make from one side, you turn around, you do it to the other side, that's it. But that's, the best part about that is you brushed over the hardest part, the turn. The how turn? Do you do the turn? We, you need to use a plate. Ah. You put on top, then you turn around, Slide it in. You slide it in, and then you move it again. And then, if you want, you can do it one more time. And then, I like to use a clean uh, plate again to put on the table. Yeah, to present it. To present it. There's nothing worse than an overcooked one, though. Too dry. I can't happen. Yeah, I can happen. They're horrible, though. It is horrible. <laughs> it is. It's like the same with the paella. I like really a lot to do paella to my friends. Yeah. And at home, too. The problem now is that my wife, she likes the integral rice. Oh, yeah. 
and my kids they don't like it and I need to do two every time <laughs> two different paellas you know. what do you like the white or the I, I eat both what about the black rice you ever do that uh, yeah but not with the uh, with, uh, with the meat oh, because yeah. I do it with uh, chicken pieces of meat and things like that and then black doesn't fit really good it is better with fish or calamar mm-hmm. but so in Australia if you eat paella people mix everything they think that's the way to have it chicken, meat, seafood. You can do it too. But yeah. traditionally it's not done, is it? I think, I mean, the, the original paella, I think that has both. But I don't like to mix, m- mix both. I like or fish or uh, frutti di mare. Yeah. We are in Italy now, so frutti di mare or chicken or meat or whatever. Okay. Especially, I mean, now I am a father of three kids and they, they prefer to eat chicken, so I, I go straight to the solution. Do you do most of the Do you do most of the cooking at home or half half? Not most, half half. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, honestly, she she cooks more. My wife. All right. Yeah. I need to be honest. Otherwise, if he if she hears this. <laughs> Couple of questions left. What is your favorite bike? Your best bike. Bike. Uh, I love the Giants. Oh yeah. From Rabobank. Yes. Uh, I felt really good on the Scott. I did one year on Sonia Duval. It was the year when they came out with a super light bike, uh, the frame. Foil, yeah. It was really good. And uh, the Colnago. I never use it. Oh yeah, it was giant. Yeah, I never use it. Mm. I never use it. I I use it in other brands. And uh, and now, just to put some pressure on you, I bought a month ago. The bike you are using now, boys. Super Six. The Super Six Evo, and it's probably the fastest bike that I have had ever. It's. I've said this before on, on this segment. The Super Six Evo is a very very good bike, and I would buy that bike because it's a jack of all trades. It's a really fast bike. It's a light bike. It's got clearance, so you can ride it on the gravel if you want. If it's a bike to buy for everything, I think it's a good bike. So it is. Yeah. And I wanted to buy to understand you. Mm. Guys, like uh, to understand the bike and to as a DS, I think is is useful for me to know how the bike is uh, uh, reacting mm. and how the bike, uh, how fast is the bike in a certain circumstances, like going slightly down or things like that. And now I know where I can put some more pressure on you because I know that the bike is fast. So, did you get it in the team paint job? In the team what? Paint. Paint job. No, 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 no. It's black. Ah, I love the new paint job. <laughs> All right, what's last question? What's your quarantine revelation? What's something you learned out of that time we were locked at home? Mm, can no, like, I don't understand that, Mitch. So you were locked at home for this time in the quarantine, in the lockdown. Yes. Was there something that you had a feeling like, wow, this is, you know, made me realise this, you know, this time back at home, this time with the kids, this time with the family, because life stopped, we got a chance to think, and maybe nothing, you might go, you know what, I learned nothing. I learned that I miss uh, cycling, but I, at the same time, I was so good at home. I, we are lucky that we have some space at home too, and the kids, they play outside, and uh, I had something to do, and I, I'm not considering myself hyper, hyperactive, but uh, I, I, I can't stay really uh, on, on a line on my sofa for a long time, right? So I always have to do something. But uh, so it was 
it was strange because I was really good at home, really good. I enjoyed really a lot my kids, but at the same time I was missing this. So, yeah, I don't know. I probably, probably no, for sure was the the time when I was more time at home. Did you probably learn that I'm a long time from retiring? <laughs> I worked that out. <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. That's a difficult answer for me. <laughs> well, mate, this is Talking Love. Thank you. Thank you to you. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. He's a great man, a lovely man. I love racing with him, and I especially love recording the last two episodes with him. I have to. You have to excuse the audio. I am sorry about that. I did make a mistake with the recording button there and recorded on the wrong setting, but... I just couldn't let that episode go. It was just too good to let go and I think we just had to put it up. So I hope you could excuse that audio. Like I said, make sure you get across to the website, lifeinthepeloton.com to see the release of the hats, but also to go back and listen to some of those episodes in case you'd missed them. There's heaps there from the last four or five years. So go back, go back through the whole catalog, check them out. Be sure to hang in there for the caps next week. And guys, Thanks for listening. Next week, coming up on the podcast, I'm going to be talking to my team doctor, Kevin Sprouse. So that'll be over at the Cycling Podcast. And following that, I've got some talking luff coming up as well. So until then, cheers. Cheers.